Oh yeah! Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back, everybody. I need it. I need it. We are back. Another one. What's going on, everybody out there? What's happening? Uh, All my black men, my black people, my black women, everybody out there. What is happening? What is going on? Welcome back to another another edition, another installment, another great episode. Of the Black Men Win Podcast with your boy Tyler Pie Guy. We are here again with another interview, and I am super excited for this interview. Um, as I am every interview. But before we get into everything, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to the podcast from. Um, and if you are watching us via YouTube, uh, please, please make sure that you're following the podcast on Instagram and on Facebook. All right, listen, we are not going to take up too much time. I'm excited for this interview. Let's get into it. First question on the docket. Listen, our first question is always unanimous, right? It's always synonymous with with the podcast, right? With me and who I am, right? If you know me, if you've listened to the podcast, I'm a person who likes to big up people even and, and literally embarrass them. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I am the person that'd be like, all right, I see you in that tie, bro. That pink tie shining. You know, like I'm that person. You know what I'm saying? Like you're gonna get embarrassed by me. It's okay, but that's just my nature. You know, I grew up in a black household. That's just what it is. You understand what I'm yes. saying? So, for per the first question, I would love my 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 guest host, our interviewer, to to gas himself to tell the people who he is, what he does, and and how dope he is in these streets. Go ahead. Well, I appreciate that. I really do. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Great to finally connect yes, and share sir. this energy, and um, I'm loving this. Is uh, William Jackson from Jacksonville, Florida, Woo! originally from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Go Eagles! Go Eagles! And uh, go Germantown in the neighborhood. <laughs> back in the hood. That's right. That's right. And um, I'm an educator, 33 years. I'm fourth generation teacher. Love what I do. Love working with the kids. It's just so inspiring and, and motivating to be a professional educator and, and just sharing some knowledge and some wisdom with the kids. And, um, you know, it's, it's a wonderful career. I'm blessed to be in education, even in this post COVID and environment and right. changes in technology right. and social issues. You know, I, I consider me being in the right space at the right time. And, and God has blessed me and my wife, Aida, um, to be in these spaces and places now. So, he can use us to to the to, to best of our abilities or the talents he's given us. Absolutely. Mr. Jackson, um for the, for those who are, you know, watching and listening, I, I I met Mr. Jackson over um Clubhouse, right? Yes. And if you and if you know me, if you know me for real, Clubhouse has never really been, you know, my social media lane. It is always kind of, I'm a, I'm I'm type of a old school when when it comes to social media, right? Give me the old platforms like Facebook, Instagram. I'm good with those. You know, that's enough for me, right? I don't need the Snapchat. Maybe Snapchat here. But the new ones that's coming out, the Twitch of the world, the Clubhouse of the world, it's so many to keep up with, and, you know, you have so many to choose from now, right? But what I really had to understand going into more deeply into my business and entrepreneurship and specifically podcasting was Clubhouse, Clubhouse, if I used it the way I I needed to use it, was a lane to connect and network through this kind of pandemic um, 
you know, status and 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 um, where we're at right now. Uh, there isn't a lot of for me, I've always been the person to kind of even even as introverted as I am. I've always been the person to kind of go out and, right. and 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 collaborate and, and you know, even network with with folks. And um, I kind of I, I kind of took that for granted, not having that ability anymore to do that right. um, kind of hurt. And so at first I did give Clubhouse a little ugh, like, no, mm-hmm. I, I, ain't, I ain't trying to use you. But at the same time, I was right. like, no. This is this is kind of the new wave. And so I met yes. Mr. Jackson through a room and they had him speak. And from the moment he was speaking, everybody <laughs> in the room just shut up. And he was just discussing how the, the, the importance of really mentoring and teaching our kids. Right. right? Yeah. Um, the new generation that's, you know, coming up after me and the generation behind them and, you know, uh, uh, so on and so forth. And yeah. for you to say that you've been a f- this is a fourth generation teacher, like yeah. we don't hear that a lot. Right. You understand what I'm saying? And I always preface this by saying, like, my 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 girlfriend is a teacher. Right. You know this. My girlfriend is a teacher and she's a kindergarten teacher. Right. And she's been mm-hmm. teaching for 10 years. And I think that that blows my mind. But to even just yes. understand that you've been teaching for 30 plus, you're yes. fourth generation teacher. The fact that you have poured so much of your time, your energy, your love, yes. right? Your patience and understanding into other people's kids right? for so long, like, I, I bet you, Mr. Jackson, there's a there's a long line of kids and now adults, right? Right, right, yeah, <laughs> right, oh, yeah. right. That can yeah. sit here and come and and come out your door. If we if we just gather, if we had an event to say, "Hey, hypothetical, Mr. Jackson is retiring," right? There would <laughs> yeah. be there would probably be the whole community plus more. That will come to Mr. Jackson. And again, I don't even know Mr. Jackson like that, right. but I know <laughs> yeah. just his energy by his energy, he has impacted so many lives because he's impacted mine just in the short time that 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 we've right. you know been able to connect. So I'm just thankful that I've that I've made this connection with you to learn a little bit more about you, to right. learn more about you um through this interview. Because again, fourth generation teacher. That is, to me, we, especially in 2022 now, and I don't want to harp on that, but it's just amazing to hear, especially in this time, right? right? Because teachers are, even though they are the, honestly, the backbone of the country and teaching our kids and being the educators that you are, there are far and few between nowadays, right? Right. Nobody is trying to go after that teacher role. And so we just want to give you your flowers. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. Thank you. Continue, like I, it, it's you. amazing because you are the one. It, it, it's, it's, it's black men like you, Mister Jackson, that, that, that really don't get that shine. And this is why we have the platform that we have. You understand right. what I'm saying? Because it's black men like you who really don't get that shine and that recognition, recognition. Not saying that you need it. Not saying that you want it. Right, you didn't get, it, it really it, is. absolutely, absolutely. You know, but the the I think again, the best thing about it is you didn't get into teaching just to you know get a bag, 
get some money and keep right. moving. No, you got into this for the law because again, teaching our youth, especially black men, Mr. Jackson, right. is not just a a a a one-stop shop. It is a kind of a forever, you know, uh, it's like a forever bicycle, yeah. right? You're oh, yeah. going to have to keep riding and make sure right. and kind of push our black men. Heck, heck I've been pushed. Exactly. You know, I've been pulled out of the quicksand. So, again, I'm excited to have this yeah, interview. Yeah. Let, let's get into it because I'm yeah. excited to just hear Mr. Jackson answers to a lot of these questions. Our second question on the document, Mr. Jackson, here's the thing. Uh-huh. It's 2022, right? right? I do believe that as black men, um, we are moving in a direction where we are positively making changes right. um, in these areas, spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally, um, financially, right? right? I call those like the five, our, our, our fairest wheels of feelings, right? The five fairest wheels of our feelings, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. And so what have you noticed in your career mm-hmm. in teaching and mentoring in those five areas that as black right. men we have to do better in which of those five areas do we have to do better in? And if specifically we need to tailor our mm-hmm. attention to specific areas. Example, as I've said before, and as many um, past interviewers have said, sometimes right. we have to tap into the spiritual and the and the, and the um, that that emotional first, and then the physical, the the the. And the mental, in a sense, and then right. the physical, and then that that uh, financial will come along. What what right. would you say to that? I was, and I, I'll tell you this in, in a little story. Um, you know, I got inspired with my parents and my grandparents being educators, mm-hmm. and and of course, like you said, they didn't get into it for the money. They got into the for the passion of working with youth, teens, and young adults and parents. Right, and that's, that's the key aspect of it. And like I, like I've learned with anything. The money will come, as you say, but one of the most important things is that you're able to manage your money. You could be a millionaire and blow your money within months. Within months, absolutely. And, you know, being an educator, you know, you you talk about managing your time, managing your money, Mm -hmm. um, managing what you do. But you also have to have a mind frame of, okay, you're going to be in education for your life. Right. And it's an old saying, and, and Marines understand this, once a Marine, always a Marine. Absolutely. The same thing is like education. Once a teacher, always, always a, a teacher. teacher. Right. And, um, <laughs> right. You know, my wife and I, we always have these conversations, and I was supposed to, like, retire a year ago. Wow. Uh, yeah, retire this year, next year. But the opportunities that are open up to work with young people, yeah. mentally, it's always something available. It's always something to do. So you manage what you're doing and you surround yourself with good people. And um, I have to give kudos to my wife. Um, she's an educator as well. And, Absolutely. you know, we lift each other up. You know, we give each other positive affirmations when we're down. I love that. You know, we build each other up. So it's, it's like, okay, we're doing it. For a purpose and a reason that's beyond ourselves, and, right. and she'll be here in just a minute. And it's it's and it's equate to a ministry. And when you're in ministry, you give of yourself beyond what you would normally do in just a job. My grandmother used to say, "A job means just over broke." And she said, "If you're gonna stay in a job, then you need to make sure you have all your skills and talents and education ready to move on from a job to a career and something that's purposeful in life." 
Right. So those are some of the things that, that, that I live with within in, inside of me. And I remember the sacrifices my parents and my grandparents have made in the past about being an educator, helping other kids. And um, interesting enough, this summer we're working at a summer camp mm-hmm. and we did a project called The Village. And, you know, the village, it, it takes a village to raise youth, teens and young adults. Right. So we always keep that in our mind. We always keep in mind that um, we have to be real careful about where we go and what we do, because you never know who's watching you. And, you know, there, there are adults walking around here in Jacksonville who have kids that I've taught those adults. And now those mm-hmm. adults have kids. And every once in a while, I hear somebody, hey, Mr. Jackson, hey, Mr. Jackson. And it's like I look around and, you know, here's this, this big person like waving out of a right, car. Right, right, right. And stuff. And it's like, you know, like I, I taught my kids, I, I don't have the luxury or teachers don't have the luxury of, you know, acting crazy and doing crazy things because you never know who's watching us. And being role models, we have to keep that in our mind, too, because like you said, there is so much going on, so much happening. Right. Just our actions inspire other people. Just our behaviors inspire other people. Right. And, you know, even though we keep it together, you know, we, we do our best. Um, we we are in our communities, dedicating our lives in our communities and trying our best through our words, deeds and actions to inspire others um, in, in everything that we do. And teaching is not just a nine to five job. Absolutely. Teaching is 24, seven, 365. Right. Because you never know who you're going to meet, who you're going to run into. You know, I've had instances where I'm at the store and, you know, this little hand is waving out of a car. Hey, Mr. Jackson. Hey, right. Mr. Jackson. Right. I'm looking around trying to figure out who this is. I see the little hand and I wave back. And, you know, it, it motivates you and inspires you to continue on. And we have to remember as black people, you know, it was our ministers, our teachers, those in the community that inspired us and talked to us. You know how us, us guys are, you know, when we were little, you know, we walk around, you know, we may be mm-hmm. getting in a little trouble. And, and who comes out the woodworks? Either a minister or a teacher say, hey, you know, you're not supposed to do that. You know, you need to make sure you do the right thing. And we right. like, yes, ma'am, yes, sir. So, you know, you, you, you keep that in your mind that you're working to make the world a better place and you're working to inspire, you know, inspire our children, boys and girls to be better in the future because so much is changing and so much is going on. Right. How do you, what would you say to, in, in, in response to that, what would you say to um, some of, as, as, as the culture has called it a lot of times and we have called it sometimes too, cursed, um, how do we, how, how do we say it? Um, oh, Jesus Lord, I'm drawing a blank. No, um, um um damn is, is it, i'm is, i'm i'm is drawing it, is, a it related, blank, is it related to building the community is it yes but it's in a, in, a, in, a, in a sense where we're talking about our past in cursed in like patterns that we've had right okay as, right. as black men Right. Because we talked about, you know, you you talked about as a teacher in a sense of of you in in that it's not always about the financial. Right. In the sense of being an educator uh, and a black man, it's never almost about the financial. We have to make sure that we're tapping into the mentality of not only ourselves, but also our youth. You understand what I'm saying? And so when we talk about our youth and when we talk about our 
when we talk about our um you know well i, I, our, I think one of the things is um not correct me if i'm wrong and my wife is coming oh absolutely. Um, there, there's a thing called generational curses yes thank you yeah. Thank you. Yeah, this is what okay. yeah. Hello, Mrs. Jackson. Yeah. She's like, wait. Uh, I love it. Um, so yes, thank thank you, Mr. Jackson. I was born I was drawn to black. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 this, yeah. this is why. This is why, right? Gener- yeah. when we talk about generational curses, we don't like to say that here in the terms of because that, that sounds a lot of that sounds very derogatory to what we have gone through as um right. as a black people, right? right? We say generational patterns, right? What patterns have you all seen in a positive positive and negative life for black men and black women? Right. That have kind of pushed us back in a sense, but also are moving us forward in in a, in, a, right. in, a, in a sense as well. What would you guys say to that? I, now this is this is my main this is my main thing, and my wife could attest to this. Every once in a while, something will happen, a situation happen, or I hear somebody talking, and I always reflect back on how our parents and our grandparents raised us, mm-hmm. and how they how they set a foundation for our behaviors and our attitudes and our our perceptions about what's going on around us. And I think one of the things um, that as a people in the last couple of, couple of generations is that we we do not appreciate the the discipline and the teachings of our elders as we should because too many times we hear um, young parents talking about well I'm not going to teach my children this and I'm not going to teach my children that Absolutely. and I'm not going to say this and I'm not going to say that but they fail to realize that at that time when when their parents and grandparents were teaching them that that kept them out of trouble and it saved some of their lives and it allowed to give them a broader idea of what they wanted to do in life. Right. So when we say, I'm not going to do this or I'm not going to do that, we have to really gauge um, how they taught us and how they talked to us. And we may not have liked it at that time, but think about when grandma said, no, don't be going out in that street. And right. With right. Them. <laughs> I mean, it's like, hey, we all know that. Don't be going up the street messing Listen, with Boo Boo and all of them. You know, I've, stay away from them because they ain't nothing but yep, trouble. Yep. I had I grew, I grew up with all women. So my aunt, my grandmother, my mom, they right. they, they weren't about that play play. You know, right. and yeah. when it came to it, everything that you say hit on the nose because if I can go if I go back to Detroit right now, and and honestly I did mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago a, a weekends ago. It's not this the 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 how can I say the block is not the same in a sense where right. the and and I've even told my grandmother this the elders are gone right right, right. and on my block specifically my grandmother who's about mm-hmm. to turn seventy is okay. the only elder left including her friend across the street. That's it. Right. Right. And it worries me because we don't have black men who are really, you know, stern in in the neighborhood and and leaders in those neighborhoods who are making sure that the neighborhood is safe like it used to be. 
I'm sorry. Exactly. That, it, it was just a, it was just a time. Even when Ooh. I was growing up, even when I was growing up in the '90s, there was a time where even the the drug dealers on the street would make sure right. that the block is safe. Exactly. You understand right. what I'm saying? Yeah. They're not selling yeah. in front of your house. They're not selling right. in the park. They making sure that everything is good. They making sure like, hey. You supposed to be in school. You're not supposed to right. be like exactly. I remember that happening to me. Yeah. Like I'm trying to be a gangbanger on the street, y'all. Right. Hey, let me yeah. get up. Man, we know your mama exactly. and your gra- what get yeah. out of here. So we right. I, I would ask y'all, what what happened to that? Where did that go? It's in a it's there's there's multiple things. One of them is is you know, we can blame it, but you know, the media perceptions of that. Mm-hmm. And and that and and I can relate to what you said because growing up in Germantown, yeah, we had the, you know the, the local <laughs> drug dealers and stuff. And, you know, you knew who it was, and you don't hang right, out. Right, right, right. You knew who they were, but again, they they recognized and they respected the adults in the community because right. they they probably born and raised, or they weren't too far away. Right. But the media has demonized our relationship as black people. Right. And the culture unfortunately has changed the mentality that okay well well you 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 did drugs i don't need to talk with you i don't need to associate with you i don't need to but you gotta remember now in the past you know some of the some of the black men in the neighborhood they would actually if they knew if there was a job opening somewhere they would still even tell the local drug dealer hey bro yes. you know i know you try to make a living but there's a job going on such and such mm-hmm. if you want it you know i'll give you you know you know a little reference and you can go down there right. and apply so you won't be out here on the corner because we don't want to get you you know we don't want to see you getting shot or getting hurt right you know and it used to be that kind of thing or you know even when you walk by each other you know you look at each other you smile you say hey what's up you know right. how you doing you keep it moving, but you show that respect. Black man to black man, black man to black woman, black right. woman, you know the black. I mean, you had that respect because we understood what we went all through. Now, I was born in '62, mm-hmm. and I'm, I just turned sixty, and but I, I still remember right. <laughs> going up on Germantown Avenue with my mother and still seeing the sign: "Blacks go to the back, whites can come Ooh. into the front." I still remember that. I believe I was like five or six years old. Mm. And I looked at it and I, I, I understood what it meant. And of course, we were trying to go to the store. We went around to the back, you know, but, you know, the struggles. And like I said, the struggle continues. But we have to understand there's a struggle in our communities and neighborhoods where we st- we have to bring back that respect. And we have to bring back that acknowledgement that if I see you walking down the street, I'm going to wave. I'm say, what's up? Even if I don't know your name, right. I'm going to say, how are you doing? I'm going to say, how you doing, neighbor? I'm going to say, you are you doing all right? right? So speaking in that in that communication, yeah, you might be scared and might be nervous, but you don't know what that other person is thinking and feeling. Either. They, they may just need that. Right. To get through the day. Exactly. It, it may be the drug dealer, but he may need somebody to say, hey, bro, how you doing? Right. He may, need, or, or, you know, the young lady may need that smile. Now, when you walk up to him and do it, they go, um, um, um. but when they're walking back down the street, you never know. You plant that seed and you anoint them with friendship and kindness and it'll emulate in them. And prayerfully, it'll change them a little bit. Like, 
hey, that just spoke to me. You know, I should have spoken. You know, and I'm always I'm always an optimist. I either tell you I'm an optimist. You know, I fuss and complain sometimes, which I do. Right. <laughs> but but dang on kid, I'm trying to talk to them and they just ignore me. But you know, you do you do what you can because you you, mm. you try to bless them with knowledge. Yeah. And you do have to take patience because this is a new generation. Um, each generation is a little bit different. Listen, but we have to anoint them with knowledge and love and prayer and just keep it moving. I so I, I, go ahead, Miss Jackson. I'm, I'm sorry, Mrs. Jackson. Go ahead. No, no. I was going to say I, I'm always telling uh, William we have to be careful what our kids are watching too. Mm, you know, a lot yes, of ma'am. shows are teaching our kids that adults don't know anything that they're idiots and the kids are the smart ones. So the kids are very sarcastic and the adults just like, they don't really know. Um, You know, this, believe it or not, that really does kind of influence the way they think about adults, what they, what they see in adults. The old shows weren't like that. You know, adults were to be respected and looked up to teachers were to be respected and looked up to. So what's happening is in the communities is, we're not respecting adults. We're not respecting the teachers. So people who want to say something, this is what you hear all the time, right? Oh, I ain't going to say nothing because mm-hmm. I don't I don't need anyone to come talking back to me. I don't need anyone's child saying I said something. You know, we've there's been a culture now where now adults won't speak. They won't say anything. Yeah. You know, you'll see something happening and they won't say anything because honestly, they're afraid. They're afraid of the, the backlash, of the disrespect, or maybe someone's child may say something, or someone may say something, you know, or come out of the house and, and start something because you spoke to their child. We used to be a very communal community. Yes, yes, we yes. looked out for one another, you know. I remember coming up when, you know, I grew up in Brooklyn, New York, so we, we didn't have a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But right. you know what? Yeah. We had each other. Right. You know, you can tell the neighbor like, um, you know, I'm I'm running short. She might help you out with some food. Right. You know, maybe mm-hmm. my mom would feed the neighbor's kids this week. Right. Next week she'd feed us. You know, that's how we we helped one another. Did we know each other's, you know, things that were going on? Yeah, but we respected within the community right. and we helped one another out. You don't see that as often now. And the more we become more affluent, more uh, we start earning more money, the less you see that. The more we stay to ourselves. You can see someone in an entire building, no one speaks. You you know, you ask, do you know your neighbor? I don't know my neighbor. I don't we speak to our neighbors all the time, but a lot of people don't speak to their neighbors at all. And this is especially within the community is what kept us alive, which kept us going, but we're losing that. I, I, I agree with you. Um now I'm I'm gonna be honest. I'm 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 one of the people I will speak, but there's a level of <laughs> there's a line, right. right? There's a, there's a yeah. line, right? Because because to your point, Mrs. Jackson, the culture has changed so much, the community has changed so much, and I've been I've been a camp counselor and a mentor in, in, in so many different instances, not even on a teacher level. You say one thing, say one thing. Right. Like, hey, don't say that. What, you talk to my child like that? Oh. Yeah, yeah exactly. What, what, where did that come? You know, so it, 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 goes to, it goes to a point where, again, and I was telling Mr. Jackson that my girlfriend is a teacher. So she says this all the time. It is so hard, especially for she, she, she works with all girls. 
kindergartners. Mm-hmm. It is so difficult because she want to ring them up, you right. know, and be like, sit down. And you can't do that. You know what I'm saying? No more. You know, and, and, and listen, I again, I was coming off the tail end of getting, you know, hit with the rulers. You know, you mm-hmm. had consent to whoop right. child in school. Like, okay, if he do right. listen, if my mama got called up in school at that time, she worked at MGM Grand Casino. Okay, good mm-hmm. money at the time. She got called into school and into school. Oh. Oh, I'm getting embarrassed in the school. Right. I'm yeah. getting embarrassed in the school. Oh, come on outside. Come on outside the class. Mm-hmm, come on. Yeah. So it, it is It is a level, to your point, there's a level of, how can we say, <sighs> I don't even know where the, the word to, 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 to kind of bring well, yeah. it towards. You know, some, of, some of the key words are accountability, responsibility. Yeah. Responsibility for sure. There's a level of responsibility that we just don't have anymore. And I I guess that goes into our fourth question. What do we do better? Right. Um, As a collective and as individuals. Right. Because to Mrs. Jackson point, I want people who are listening and watching to really take heed to Mrs. Jackson point, because that is we, we glance over that. Because we are so quick as uncles, parents, um, aunts, um, guardians, we are so quick in this culture day and age right now to sit here and, hey, don't talk to my child like that. You're not supposed to with my yeah. child. But where, and I'll go here, where is the discipline at home? Right. Yeah. And, and that's that's one of the major things about discipline. It's like, Discipline does not always mean a beating whoop, a child. Exactly. Yeah, a whooping. You know, discipline can can be, you know, sharing with your child why they should not do what they're doing, um, having a conversation with them, but then also putting them in a situation where they are learning um, respect, they're learning compassion, mm-hmm. they're learning all of these traits that we need them to learn. Now, I'm, I'm going to say this, and I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings. Go ahead and hurt Mr. Will, uh, Mr. Jackson. When I say that, please don't have in the back of your mind or the front of your mind that you're teaching your children to be white, because you're not. <laughs> all right? And we have to get rid of that mind frame. Okay? Yeah, absolutely. I, I One of the things I teach is... I you could discipline your children by removing privileges, television, uh-huh. phone, video games, grounding them. There's plenty of ways that you could do that with the younger yes, children. Ma'am. You know, I do this all the time when people say, Time out don't work for little black children. Says who? Yes, it does. And I've heard that many times. I've worked in uh, for social work with so- in social work for many years. And and I've said, listen to what we say to our children. Mm-hmm. And who said that first? Mm-hmm. You know, um, and I know many of you listening have heard this um, when we when we say, I'm going to beat the black off of you. Woo! Who said it first? <laughs> who said it first? Right. I can assure you that it wasn't someone's mom somewhere. Right. This was this has been ingrained for many, many years. Absolutely. We can discipline in a different way. We need to set boundaries and we also need to model behavior. Um, I don't know about you, but I'm sure from what I've heard, when you did something wrong in school and the teacher called, 
it wasn't the mom calling and going off on the teacher. The first thing the mom, my mom used to tell me is what happened. Yep. She took the teacher's side always first. Oh, and if I said, mom, that was not me. That's not what happened. The first thing she would say is we're going up to the school tomorrow and you're going to tell me this in front of the teacher and I want to hear it oh, with you there. So my mom modeled behavior that I'm going to respect this teacher <laughs> and what the teacher said before what you said, because I know this teacher's here to help you and it's not going to lie on you. So somewhere that maybe there was a miscommunication or something happened. Now, if I was right, mm-hmm. then my mom would respectfully let the teacher know that would not happen again. Right. But it was immediately, I'm going to respect what the teacher said first. Right. That we're going to go on, we're going to err on the side of the teacher. And nowadays, without any word, without anything, parents are going up to schools. Because I know this, you know, from from watching this and seeing it all the time. (laughs) Right, right. Parents are going up to the schools and going off before they know the whole story. story. Right. Yeah. Before they heard the whole thing. You you bought. Let me just tell you. Let me be funny real quick. You when you were saying all of that, that that brought traumatic experience. I I just see. I saw my mama coming through the hallway, and I just see her going to the door and knocking. I was like, ah, don't don't keep going, Mr. Jackson, because I see it. I see. Listen, anybody who's been there knows that these and and it's sad because no no no, it's not sad. We're not. I I know that we're not saying we want you to discipline your kids in a in a way that beats them. No, that's that's not what we're saying. And I want to clarify that if anybody's right. thinking that because that's not what we're saying. However, however, there did there came a certain level of discipline that we still have right. now. If you were disciplined in that way, and respect for. Like, I will always have respect for my OGs and my elders because I was raised that way. You understand what I'm saying? I have to now look at my God, my God brothers, my God sons, my God daughters, my nieces and and my nephews and be like, well, I have to raise you in that same sense. Not to say that I have to discipline you in that same sense because that's not what I want to do. But I have to make sure that you are raised in the same code of conduct um, the same code of conduct that right. I was raised in. We didn't yeah. do a lot of yik yakking when it came to, you know, talking back to the teacher or to your mother or to your parent or to your guardian because you got smacked in the mouth, right? You you got disciplined, and yeah, maybe our parents and our grandparents were a little extreme back then. But listen, it is what it is. We're learning. And as Mrs. Jackson said, there are many ways of... Di- listen, I am a child who my mama knew I love to play video games. Every time I would get in trouble in school, which wasn't a lot, but it was it, it was enough. But if I brought a bad report card home, or, oh, okay, you're on punishment. Right. And that means I'm taking your Xbox away. I'm taking your Nintendo right. 64 away. I'm taking your PlayStation away. And I'm taking your TV away. Unplug it. Oh, right. that's worse than a whooping. I'm sorry. Yeah, That's, that's right. Whoop me. Yeah. I can handle that. <laughs> <laughs> I can handle that. Yeah, exactly. Plenty of times I was like, man, I would have rather gotten a whoop. And you that would have been like, no, no, no. Don't take my. 
Because now, because now you know I'm gonna be miserable. I'm gonna say have to just look at the ceiling, you know. And and again, it's different ways that you again have to find, you know, to discipline a child. It does not have to be the normal traditional way, because we're kind of going out of that. So again, to 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 that point, how do we? How do we collectively? and 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 uh individually you know make sure that our communities um are are getting better the generations before us are getting better i i believe you guys can really talk to this because you two are in your respective communities teaching mentoring the youth that are coming up after me and after you know the ones that are you know a little bit younger than me you guys are in it you guys have been doing it for so long Tell us what, if anything, what can we do as now the, the the younger adults that the young kids are now looking at us, they're looking at us for, in a sense, wisdom and guidance. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm still learning. Right. right? And, yeah. you know, what can we do better um, to, 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 to make sure that we're, we're, we're making those generations uh, move forward? I think one of the things is, is start early, like with anything, spend time with your kids. Um, when, and I'll just use, you know, my case, my, myself, my brother, my sister, um, my mother and grandmother. Um, and even though my mom and dad were separated, there were times where we, where we spent time together. We went places, whether it was to the park or whether it was down to the river right. or whether it was to the museum. My mom loved to read. She took us to the library. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we were a little aggravating. Here. She like three little babies, you know, gagging them, <laughs> but she took us with them. And we went exploring. We did a little, I mean, we didn't have video games, but it was kind of like you driving. It's like, right, look at yep. the building, look at the community. And it was stuff that we did together that we carried with us. And, and parents, you know, like they said, slow your roll. Take your kids with you and go places and do things together. Leave the phones home and yep. all that kind of stuff and have a conversation with your children while they're young. Because, you know, in this day and age, and, and, it, and it happens, it's normal. when they start here in 13, 14, 50, they want to hang with their friends. Right. And that's normal. But you got to establish a foundation of love and trust and communication. And that happens at, from birth to about 12 years old. Mm-hmm. And you got to make those connections then. Right. And, you know, a lot of parents, you know, particularly men talking about, I don't feel I'm connected with my kids. I, I don't feel like I can talk to them. Well, what were you doing between when they were born and when they turned 12? Well, you, you, you just can't give them money. You can't buy them stuff. You got to spend that dedicated time with them, even doing stuff, walking and talking yes, and looking yes. at the birds and the bees and the the animals and laughing at the squirrels and you know little stuff like that kids will remember because in their mindset my parents spent time with me right they taught me and one of the amazing things I, I was a PE teacher for so long and from my different schools I went to one of the most impactful things that a school could have is the men being involved in the school from day one right and we would have like breakfast for the men. We would bring them in for the dads, granddads, you know, all the men that were involved with the kids and we would talk to them and then we would let them go visit the classrooms. And it was amazing. The whole atmosphere of the school changed because those dads, those men were there. Mm -hmm. And 
if it started trickling off, then you could see the behavior of all the students. Right. Because the magic is 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 men coming into the building. Are you getting your homework done? Are you being respectful to the teacher? Yes. You know, are you reading your, you know, and, and we've lost that, the, the power of, you know, a, a man coming into the building, not discipline, but checking on the kids. Yes. And moms do a great deal. Moms do a lot. I'm not discounting. But, you know, a lot of times the kids don't want to see the moms in there. Because right. the kids know mom, they they know mom, they know how mom smell, they know how mom feel, they know mom voice from a mile away. But when the dad or the granddad or uncle or whatever come in there and talk to them, it's like it's like it changes the whole atmosphere. Right. And you know, guys, men, we should not be scared to go into the schools and talk. Go in there with some sense. You want to volunteer? You want to help? You checking on your kids? You know, you talking? Um, just participate, sacrifice some time once a month or twice a month to go in here and talk because the data and the statistics show that when men are involved in the schools, everything changes. The whole atmosphere changes. Um, we're involved with a group called Real Dads Network out of New York, and we do some teaching with them, with some kids in Nigeria and online mm-hmm. and some other stuff, and they're, they're in, engaged in that. And there are other places too where they're, they're allowing the guys to come in and and do the works and volunteer, and it changes. Now, I'm not talking about just come to a football game. Don't wait till the right, end of the year right, for right, graduation, right. especially during the whole school year, and you will see such a change that it, it'll be phenomenal. Now, the flip side, and and please take this the right way. There's folks that don't want us in the schools. Mm, talk about it, Mr. Jackson. They know that if we are involved in the schools, it will change the kids' behavior. Yep. They don't want you there. But by law, you do what you're supposed to do. You know, you 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 know, you let the teachers know, hey, I'm here mm. to help and support you. I'm here to give advice and help and talk to the kids, my kid, whatever you need me to do. I'm willing to do it. And Make friends with the teachers, administrators, get their email. Don't say, oh, I'm going to email you or I'm going to call you and check and then turn around and don't do it. Don't do that. You're going to do it. Do it. Right. And be consistent. But there are there are people and we know that don't want us in the schools Which because is- they know we are a positive influence and they try to do everything that they can to keep us out. Now, I'm 60 years old, so I'm allowed to say anything I want to. That's so right, Mr. Jackson. That's right. That's right. Yeah, and uh, just to just get in there and get involved. You know, leave your phone number, leave your email. Right. Let the teachers and the administrators help those people out because we need your help and you, we need your support so that as these kids matriculate through the school, they know that somebody cares about them, loves them, appreciates who they are, and want nothing but the best for them. But we got to be consistent with it. So I'm, I'm, yeah. that's my so I know how you dance. <laughs> well, I was just going to say um, along the lines of what he was saying, mm-hmm. I know that um, two things. I know there was a collective sigh across the nation, and what they and he said, "Put down the phones." <laughs> <laughs> no, but we need to really like. No, yeah. but really, no, and also, you need to give the kids time to to go outside to enjoy yes. any time, but. 
kids don't play outside anymore. <laughs> you know, I remember going out as soon as it hit light, we were outside, you know, so, you know, as soon as all the kids were outside and we stayed outside until that sun went down. You know, everyone knows the story of, you know, you better be inside before the, the street light the street comes light on. Mm-hmm. But we were outside and we were playing. Um, a lot of our kids don't know how to do that. They don't know how to play outside. They don't know how to spend all day outside. They don't know how to play with their friends. If you see teenagers get together now, they're all in their phone. They're not even mm. talking to each other. They're texting right. each other. And and you're like, aren't you going to talk? And they're like, we are. But they're texting. Y'all are just sitting there texting each other. I they don't know how to socialize and and, yeah. and enjoy each other's company right. mm-hmm. and they and you learn that not just in school but you learn that with your family you right. learn how to have a conversation and you know and and discuss you know the other part was when he was saying you know what to do with your kids you know you only have to their 12 it's never too late right if you didn't do it do it now absolutely time. take your you know dads especially dads please especially dads. Da- yes Dads, take your daughters on a date. Please show them what that looks like. You know, take them, you know, to have ice cream and just talk to them. Show them what it looks like to know that someone really wants to get to know who they are. Ask them about what do they enjoy in school? What don't they enjoy? What don't what what do they want to do in the future? How do they think they're gonna get there? Give them your wisdom. Let them hear from you. Right. Because that's really important for our young girls. You know, I'm not saying it's not important for our young boys too, but it's also important for our young girls Absolutely. to hear from their fathers, right. to hear that my dad cares enough. Because you know, I you know, I I well, this was my saying when I was coming up. You know, I grew up in a really tough neighborhood, mm-hmm. and you know, unfortunately, you know, people have their ways or whatever. But I used to tell guys all the time, don't no one put a hand on me because my dad never put a hand on me. Right. So. I had very clear boundaries of what you could and could not do, how you could and could not speak to me because of the way my father spoke to me. Absolutely. So you can't talk to me any kind of way. You can't put your hands on me because if my father didn't do it, you can't do that. Right. You have to model. And I think that's what it comes down to. We have to model the behavior we want to see from our children, but not just our children, other children. They have to see us. And when they see you, like they see what you're doing, they're going to be like, man, I'm like that podcast thing that's kind of neat and he's always in the community he's always talking to someone if you can't go to the school go to a local library right go to a a game you know be a coach i mean whatever it is that you've been called to do in life do that beyond what you're called to right so it only takes one weekend a month to go and spend some time somewhere and mentor some Mm -hmm. kids or your own kid it, it just takes a little bit of time. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, the the point you made about, you know, just us being on our phones and, you know, some of these kids nowadays, you know, being next to each other and just texting, um, you see that so much more frequently. I said I can never be in a group with my friends and we're texting as we're literally nine feet we're elbows apart from each other and we're texting and tweeting and giggling and everything. Like I was like, that part is, is, is really crazy to me. So uh, listen, you guys dropped some gems. We, we appreciate that for real, because I think it's very important that community starts back. Right. Right. Um, In a sense where, Hey, we need more family dinners at the table 
or right. heck, it doesn't have to be at the table. It can be around the couch or somebody, you know, right. it just needs to be community. We need right. community back. So going into my last question for you, um, when you hear the phrase black men win, what does that mean to you? When you when you hear that phrase that comes to you, what is the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear that? I think collaboration, um, because we have to collaborate with each other. We have to look beyond um, what what society wants us to see. Right. So it, it, it doesn't matter if you have a doctorate, a, a PhD, a master's. It doesn't matter because we're all working for the same thing that our families and our children and our wives and fiancés and girlfriends and everybody in our area are taken care of and loved. And, and we're doing the works that's necessary to build our families and communities up. And it does take a sacrifice. It does take time. Aida was saying, you know, you have to be willing to do it and you have to know it's beyond yourself. It's part of a bigger, you know, a bigger effort. So as we, as we win together, um, it's not about uh, uh, who's better than who. It's, it's not a competition. We got to get out of this competition thing. Yes. It's not, that we we got to stop competing. We really do. Because when we compete, we separate each other, and then we get the big head and and all that stuff, and it, and it's not positive. Right. But we have to work together, just just like with you know with our conversation here. You know, we're getting wisdom from you, your generation telling us. You know, we're sharing. You know, from Absolutely. from our experiences, and it's a two way street. It's not a one way street, and we just have to be willing to, you know, don't worry about getting your feelings hurt. You know, listen to words of wisdom. You know take that wisdom and that knowledge and, and share it with others, you know, and it doesn't have to be all the time talking and it could be just doing something nice for somebody or, right. you know, smiling a, a, a head nod or, or something. Oh, wow. So, Listen, yeah. Mr. Jackson, did you have anything? I I, I was going to say the same thing. I think <laughs> I, when I, hear, I hear black men win when they um, put their mind to it and they work together. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I, I and listen. And, 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 and we know black women win, too. So we, we want to make sure we say that as well. You feel what I'm saying? We oh, actually, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, listen, we had a whole series for Women's History Month. Shout out to all the women that were a part of that. And um, we want to make sure that while this platform is um, we want to specifically talk to our black men. We want to make sure that right. this is not just a space or safe right. space for um, our black men, before our black people um, to have these type of conversations, because as as some of you know, who are watching and some of you who, who don't, um, you know, we started this space because there was a negativity that I just couldn't, you know, I, I just couldn't, I couldn't take anymore. Um, as somebody who, you know, looks at the good and the bad and takes takes what it is, um, to see that there are black men when I know we have good in our hearts, when I know we have um, good in our spirits, that there's so much negative about us in every right. aspect of media. And right. every time that I'm seeing something, it's not as of a, a positive image. And so the space is for us to really have those conversations and really, right. and really give flowers to, the black men and women who continuously, you know, do that background work, Miss Jackson. Like I right. told uh, Mr. Jackson at the beginning of the show, you know, you guys 
don't do this for the recognition, right? As he said uh, before, the recognition is appreciated. But you guys don't do this for the recognition, and that's the beautifulness in it, is that you guys don't do it for the recognition. You guys do it to see others win. You understand what I'm saying? And that is the beautifulness in it, and that's why we just want to say thank you guys so much for all that you do. You guys are amazing. You know what I'm saying? Y'all are listen. I'm serious. I'm serious. I I I I I'm I'm not done during a thorough background check on y'all. But literally, the, the literal, all the things that you guys have accomplished so far, and and I know you guys aren't done yet. It's it's amazing. I'm 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 thankful and blessed um, that we have connected and 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 that we stay connected and everything. And so I thank you guys for coming on the show. Uh, thank you for giving us your words of wisdom. Uh, where can people find you? Where can people connect with you? I know you guys are sta- uh, uh, housed in Jacksonville, right? Right. Yeah, well, so where Florida, can yeah. people connect with you um, um, internally and externally? Well, well um, we have our respective brands. My brand is My Quest to Teach. So on Instagram, I'm My Quest to Teach. On Twitter, it's My Quest to Teach. Um, my website is myquestateach.com. So you do know, you know, our brand and our handles just to, to show what we're doing and what we're involved in. And I'm glad you said what you, what you said, because anytime we post, it's, it's not about look at us, but it's about, you know, connect with us. You know, right. let's work together. If, if we can do it, you can do it. Right. Um, you know, I, I kid all the time, you know, I'm, I'm a past PE teacher. And I'm like, if I'm... Being a PE teacher, not to put down PE teachers, but they're they're awesome PE and health teachers. But if if I can do it and and do it with a smile and give back, you know, anybody could do it. Absolutely. And and it's just the fact that having the passion and the love, and just um, you know, we are people that of service and community. Yes. So it used to be said that you respect the garbage man, you respect the custodian, you respect the cafeteria worker, you respect the secretary, you respect the bus driver, the subway driver, whatever, mm-hmm. because as a people, we are all providing a service. Right. And we love what we do, and we continue to do that works, and we have to respect each other. So my quest to teach is exactly my quest to teach, no matter who it is, um, whatever area to support, prayers, guidance, you know, connecting with people. We love to connect and share with people online. Hey, I know this brother doing great things, Ty, the, the pod guy. You know, if you need to know about podcasting, connect with him. There's right. a conference going on over here. You know, follow this link and, you know, cause, because that way we grow and, and we circulate this energy and Absolutely. we circulate this knowledge. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, and my brand is uh, Love Built Life. And you can find me on anywhere on, at Love Built Life. <laughs> it's Love Built Life. Um, yeah, so it's the same thing. You know, my goal is, like I said, I grew up in Brooklyn, New York. And, you know, I never thought I'd be where I am now. And my goal is to show people you can do that, too. You can change your life. Yes, you don't, you know, you don't have to stay where you were. You can go wherever it is that you want to go. And we're looking forward to doing more and showing people the same thing, like, it's it's available to anyone. Absolutely. And if I can empower you, then I empower the community every time because you're going to want to show someone right. else. And right. that's that's the yeah. And shout out to HBCUs. Hey, South shout out to all the HBCUs out there. Right. 
Listen, that's I right. I didn't go to one because they were too expensive, and <laughs> that's all right. They were not trying to pay for nothing, y'all. They weren't trying to pay for nothing. I got it. I got into every HBCU that I applied yeah. for. Not Nan was trying to pay nothing. I think one yeah. of them gave me like a five thousand dollars scholarship. They was like, all right. Right, you're gonna have to try to pay the rest. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, so you gotta oh, get the education through. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you can get through to get it, hey, hey. But yeah, I, yeah. I still, I, I always have love for my HBCUs. I actually, um, sidebar, went on two HBCU college tours during my teen years. Yeah. Uh, one at twelve and one at sixteen. Amazing, uh-huh. amazing. Yeah. I don't know if they do those still, but if they do. Please continue. Please continue that tradition. That is an amazing tradition. Um, I, I I think for me personally, it was with my church family, and uh-huh. it was it was great. I think we went to um, Tuskegee. We went to oh, um, yeah. Morehouse, cool. Clark, uh, Clark Atlanta, Spelman. We went to yeah. uh, Florida A and M, which you know I'm right. born born in Florida, right? Um, right. And ironically, I'm I'm in New York right now, Mrs. Jackson. So I'm living in. in All right. Uh, um, and awesome. it, it was it was just a great experience. So shout out to That's all the HBCUs again. Um, and again, guys, thank right. you for coming on the show. Thank you guys for watching and listening. We appreciate you yes. so much. If you have somebody, because I've been getting a lot of requests for interviews for this podcast, which means that this podcast is doing something, which means that the message yeah. is getting out here, which means that yeah. we're, that you know, I, I, I feel good. You know what I'm saying? This, this That's again, good. this That's podcasting, good. this podcast is really about just telling the stories, right? right? And really That's just right. having great conversations with amazing people who do great things in the community. And so we we just want to say thank you guys again for coming on. Thank you guys for listening and watching. Um, again, follow the podcast wherever you follow podcasts um, and listen to podcasts, right? Uh, we're everywhere via audio. And we can watch this video on YouTube um, on the THC Media Network. Um, and we have 218 subscribers, which is amazing, right? That is amazing. Um, it's 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 been a, cool. it's been a grind, but I'm I'm excited. I'm thankful. Um, so be sure to subscribe. Be sure to tap in with our merch mm-hmm. site. We have some great short sleeve shirts for you for the black men right. win in different colors. So you know, rep rep how you would love to rep. You understand what I'm saying? And make right. sure that you know you are a black man, a black woman right. who is winning. All right. This has been another one. <laughs> We are out of here, all right? Peace, love, and hair grease, everybody. All right. right. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much.